Chapter 1. The Problem. I could see the frustration in her face, and I could hear it in her voice. As I sat there listening to Lena describe her current level of satisfaction with her life, her job, and her success, it was glaringly apparent that she was tired, frustrated, and just plain spent from working harder than she thought she should have to, only to achieve less than she wanted to. She didn't feel her current job was allowing her to reach her full potential. You see, Lena and I were sitting in a coffee bar in downtown Zurich, Switzerland, where earlier that day I had given a lecture to a group of executives and entrepreneurs on the key drivers of individual performance and excellence. At the end of the lecture, I asked the simple question, How many of you feel satisfied with your current level of performance and believe that your role allows you to reach your fullest potential? The show of hands throughout the room might have represented, might have represented half of the attendees at best. A room containing over 300 individuals, mind you. And there I stood, yet again, staring out into a room full of people with both hands on their laps, looking around somewhat sheepishly, not very excited about their inability to raise their hands up high. I say yet again because this wasn't the first time I had asked this question. I've asked it all over the world, and the response is pretty much the same no matter where I go. From Istanbul to Sydney, New York to Hong Kong, Johannesburg to Zurich. And every time I've asked that relatively simple question, a question one would hope is not asking too much, at best, 50% of the crowd raises their hand while the rest remain timidly still, indicating more to themselves than anyone else that when they really think about it, they do not feel truly fulfilled in their work or fully satisfied with their own performance and success. In talking more closely with many of these people, I find that they feel frustrated and unfulfilled, feel that they put in more effort than they get out in results, feel that they have lots of unrealized potential, are dissatisfied with their performance and success, and know deep down that they can be happier and more passionate. Simply put, they don't feel their current roles allow them to maximize their fullest potential. Perhaps even scarier than the percentages is the realization of whom I'm talking to in these presentations. I typically present only to executives and entrepreneurs. So, if the leaders of the world's organizations aren't fully satisfied and passionate about what they do, what's that mean for the organizations and people they lead? For Lena, the vice president of human resources at a mid-sized retail company, one of the most telling indicators of her lack of fulfillment and satisfaction came in her acknowledgement that more weeks than not, she looked forward to the weekends, but dreaded Mondays. Lena had a first-class case of the golden handcuffs. As the primary breadwinner for her family, and with three young children at home and a husband out of work, she needed the financial rewards her job provided. Unfortunately, those were some of the only rewards it provided. Outside of providing her with the money she needed and some dear friends, Lena's job left her constantly battling to achieve the results and success she wanted. In her own words, she didn't feel that her job allowed her to be true to herself. This feeling of being untrue, as it turns out, is a constant theme among far too many unhappy people around the world. Lena was cuffed to a job that she couldn't afford to leave financially, but couldn't afford to stay in emotionally either. As a result, her dissatisfaction was up and her passion and results were down, way down. Unfortunately, Lena isn't alone. 
In my work as a business consultant and coach, I've met too many people who feel unfulfilled in their roles and are frustrated with the lack of performance and success they achieve. All too often, I meet people who work to live instead of the other way around. And I'm not alone in these observations. A recent Harris poll of 23,000 individuals revealed that only half were satisfied with the work they had accomplished by the end of the week. It's so uncommon for people not to be fully in love with what they do. We've even developed cliches like mental health days and Monday morning blues or hump day or thank God it's Friday. How many times have you heard someone make those kind of statements? Statements like, I can't wait for retirement or tell me again why I'm here or I never seem to get ahead or I'm just going through the paces, I'm bored or something's missing. How many times have you made a similar statement? How fulfilled are you in your current role? Do you feel like you were free to use all your natural talents and potential in the work you do every day? If you found yourself in one of my lectures, would you raise your hand? Over the past 10 years, I've seen so many people suffering from the same kinds of issues that eventually I gave it a name. Now I just refer to it as the problem. The formal definition of the problem is a growing trend of people who feel unfulfilled in their roles and dissatisfied and frustrated with results or success. Regardless of the level of performance, any individual who feels unable to improve for long enough will start to become uninspired, impassionate, and dissatisfied with their performance. They will, eventually, begin to suffer from the problem. Today, too many people are suffering from the problem. And given the increasing frequency and globalization of this problem, I decided to try and find out what was behind it in the first place. I wanted to better understand the differences between those who did and did not suffer from the problem. Why did some, despite great effort, constantly struggle to achieve moderate levels of performance and success, while others achieve significantly more success much more frequently and with much less effort or frustration? I knew I had to find some answers, otherwise more Lenas of the world would be dreading Mondays and more people would be leaving their hands on their laps and true potential unrealized. And so was born the Genius Project. Chapter 1 Review The problem is an epidemic of people who feel unfulfilled, dissatisfied, and frustrated with their performance. The Chapter 1 Gut Check How fulfilled are you? Many times people have a passionate reason for getting into a line of work, but then something happens. Things get added. You take on new roles and new responsibilities, and before you know it, you're off course. These new additions are like tiny steps, each one taking them just a little bit farther away from their original objective. Because these steps are so tiny and because they're often driven by positive desires, they are easy to miss. But they add up, and the next thing you know, you're way off course. In the military, we had a term for getting off course like this. We called it mission creep. Have you gotten off course? Has your original objective grown into something that you don't recognize or like anymore? When you stop to look up, are you where you thought you'd be or wanted to be five years ago? How far have you crept from where you intended to be? Very far or right where you want to be? Give yourself a rating of one through five, one for very far away from where you want to be, five for right where I wanted to be, or two, three, or four in the middle. Now, to help you determine how significant the problem is for you, may or may not be going on in your life, 
here's your first opportunity to go online and complete your first genius action step. So if you remember in the introduction, I talked about going to whatsyourgenius.com forward slash workbook and opening your own private account. And there you'll find you can take the first genius action step. It's called the problem pre-assessment. Go ahead and complete that. It'll help you understand just how satisfied you are with your own level of performance, how fulfilled, satisfied, and happy you feel in your roles. And when you've completed that, come back here. Okay, hopefully now you've completed the problem pre-assessment, and let's talk a little bit about the results. Having completed it, this self-assessment has eight categories designed to help create a comprehensive overview of your level of satisfaction in life. Some of the categories covered are things that we haven't yet discussed, but it's good that we gather them all now right here up front at the same time to get the most objective and unbiased opinion possible. Those categories that you'll see there presented in the results on the screen in front of you are self-awareness. How aware are you of your talents and non-talents? Authenticity. How true to those talents are you in your roles and work? Level of performance. At what level do you feel you're performing? Self-direction. How clear is your vision for where you want to go? Role awareness. How well do you understand your roles in life? Self-belief. How much belief do you have in your ability to succeed? Effort slash ease. How much effort do you have to put in to get results? And the final category, levels of satisfaction. How satisfied are you with your overall success? Your assessment gives you an overall score for each of these categories. If you scored less than four on the overall score, then the problem is a significant one for you, and the lessons in this book will be significant for you as well. If you scored less than four in any single category, then that category should become the primary focus in the exercises to come. To that end, I recommend that you print a copy of this self-assessment out so you can refer back to it from time to time throughout the rest of this book. Simply put, the lower you scored on the problem pre-assessment, the more you probably need this book. And with that, let's move on to Chapter 2, The Genius Project.